Hey, 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 this is Gilda. And this is Steph. Welcome to Saturday Night High, where we give you recaps and commentary on SNL episodes, both classic and current. So yeah, we are very new at podcasting. And we're also high as fuck. Yes. Sorry, but not sorry. And we are going to be talking today about Season 1, Episode 1 of Saturday Night Live, aired October 11th, um, 1975. So, truly old as fuck. Uh, Yeah, it was hosted by uh, George Carlin. I don't know why I blanked on that. And the musical guests were Billy Preston and Janice Ian. And yeah, it's very different from the show that we know and love today, obviously. Um, but yeah, a few things before we get into the episode, but I, we're getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, a, if disclaimer, if you would not feel comfortable watching Saturday Night Live with your children, your young ones, the littles in your life, if you would not feel comfortable having the conversations that would come from watching Saturday Night Live with your little ones, this probably isn't the podcast for them. We will be discussing extracurricular activities. We will be discussing substances and comedy and adult stuff. So yeah, listen not with your kids. I'm not going to filter myself, mostly. Can't. Too stoned. Can't do it. When I think about SNL, I mean, it's been a part of my life for a really long time. I've been watching it since my mid-teens. And honestly, once a week for a good portion of that time, I it just blows my mind that A, the show still exists, but that they do what they do on a weekly basis. Like, it's a completely new show from top to bottom, in and out each week and it just that they've done that and for 45 46 years now going on 46 is insane at least yeah so Steph do you want to do you want to talk about that as well you know what was your introduction who were some of your you know the first cast members that you remember yep riff on that go ahead yes so tonight my high ass would like to talk about um Basically, when I was probably, like, a teenager is when I got into it. Um, And, like, I first started just, like, seeing things on YouTube, really, because my cousins would always talk about it. And I just wanted to know, like, what they were talking about. And then I was like, oh, shit, I actually, like, thoroughly enjoy this. And thoroughly enjoy – I mean, I think, like, the first one who I really just, like, loved was probably Kate McKinnon. Like, she's just, I love her. What can I say? My lesbian icon. She's a national treasure. So, yeah. And that's really okay. it. Okay. So, um, and I'm so high. No, totally cool. It, I took a little walk before we recorded this. Uh... I am smoking, I believe it was Pineapple Crush. It's an Aero Pro product. 
the AeroPro line of vapes is incredibly wonderful. This is not sponsored. This is just my own personal opinion. They're but so it could nice. be. It could be. <laughs> Contact us. SatNightHighPod at yes. Gmail. Um, no, so, yeah, no, that, and it was wonderfully pineapple-y. Damn, that sounds so pleasant. I unfortunately don't know exactly what it is that I smoked, but it's got me here, ladies and gentlemen. And hey, others. if it works, it works. We don't, we don't, bitch. That's, you smoke, uh, you smoke what you get and you don't get upset. Exactly. I honestly feel like that's kind of what Lauren Michaels is going for in this first episode. He was like, just whatever, whatever works is going to work because yes. it was true. beautiful transition yeah so like i feel like when i was watching this episode not only did i think that the show has evolved but also just like comedy in general because i don't know just watching george carlin do stand-up in 1975 i was like wait this is stand-up in 1975 okay yeah it was very different and the boundaries were i mean like he he pushed boundaries yeah general but that yeah it was a very different type of comedy and that comedy then was considered edgy and oh this is comedy for the youth and you know whatnot um right but it's it's like and that was considered like he was hip he was in he was cool and no it was so smart that he was the first host right yeah no it totally makes sense but it's just funny now because it's it's in comparison to today's standards it's tame um (laughs) also that yeah and it shows you how uh the first episode the role of the host or at least back then when the show started the role of the the, eh, sorry the role of the host was very different uh in that it was a few stand-up sets or a few pieces like uh mixed throughout the show and the host wasn't really part of the sketches they were considered they were separate it's like there was like just a host yeah and that's something that i i knew it was different but i was expecting to see george carlin in sketches and i was like oh well this right it makes sense but i was also a little thrown because it's just now it, it's just you host Saturday Night Live and you are in most, if not every sketch. That's what it's all about. Yeah, like, I, yeah. The fucking host, yeah. Like, Tom Hanks in Life in New York, he's quoted once talking about how, like, you know, he's the kind of host that will stay up really late and, you know, be yeah. right in there writing right up until the very end. Like, he he's, is a good he host stays because he gets up. into the sketches. He stays up. Yeah, no, I completely agree. He's he lives it. He stays up. He stays through writers' night. He comes in with ideas and he's down right. for anything. And truly, the best hosts are the ones that are down for anything. And I just uh, I want to switch to talking about the musical guests on this episode. They were I I thought they were absolutely fucking perfection. I, yeah, I mean. Just, like, the thought of, like, being the first musical guests on SNL. You don't really know what you're kind of getting into. And they just took this opportunity, and they did good shit. Yeah, it was – I I mean, I can't imagine how nerve-wracking. But just – I Billy Preston, uh, nothing from nothing. 
his first performance, I was I was just like sitting there grooving in my seat. Like it was happy, it was fun. I was it I don't know, it felt it, it felt was. good. And nineteen seventy five to see a black man doing his thing on live TV, just like killing it. Yeah. I I absolutely loved that. Oh, it was sick. I, um but like the thing that I kept paying attention to was the background while he was singing. I don't know if you noticed, but it was like a bunch of like painted images. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if it was paint or graffiti or what, but I, re- I I did like it. And that's something they've continued through today, obviously. Um, very stylized, uh, s- performer-specific backgrounds for musicians. I think I was a fan. Kanye was in a cube one year. Billie Eilish last Damn. year, like, did the walk around. Please tell me you saw that. I actually didn't watch Billie uh, Eilish's SNL performance. Oh, I don't know why. Oh like, I God. like her. I, mean, I usually like her. I don't know. It was so cool. <laughs> and she was doing, um, it was like, well, I, I don't want to ruin it. Well, if you're listening to this, you might, you probably heard it. Um, but she, uh, there was like a 360 camera and it was so cool. Um, and then. Oh, that's really sick. I, I don't know. I think Queen of the Night was Chanisean. I, I love yes. at 17. I, I, I don't know. It was so good. I had never heard that in my life. Really? Like, maybe I did, but I just didn't, like, I was just listen. Look- yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, sorry, I was looking up, um, I was looking up images and seeing if Janice Ian was still alive, and it does look like she's, in fact, still alive. I didn't mean to ignore you there. Um, How old is she? She is no, 69. So she was... Wow. She was, like, 23, 24, uh, when she like damn my god the talent i at 17 was the first song a young ass woman yeah killing it um yeah if you haven't go give janice ian a listen go do some streaming it uh she's she's incredible and the second song yeah the second song she performed was in the winter which again incredible so her outfits too. Fucking yes. beautiful. Beautiful. Woman. Yeah. I we can start with the cold open, the ESL lesson. Um I I thought it was a cheeky reference to the show being live and that, you know, expect the unexpected. Like you truly never know what's going to happen. Um It was yeah, kind of meta. Yeah. Yeah, with you know, Chevy Chase acting as a producer walking out saying, Hey, it's live live from New York. It's Saturday night. Like, oh, what are you gonna do? Um, I was honestly a little bit confused. I was like, why is this man wearing a full headset right now? Like, right. It was a meta bit. It was a little bit too meta for me, apparently. That is okay. You do, I do have to, you have to keep reminding yourself that, oh, you have to watch it through the lens. Like, you're watching it through multiple lenses of today and our right, if you will. And you also have to remember that this was 45 46 years ago like 
it was a completely different world. Like, there were a lot of things I saw where I was like, well, definitely would not have aired um, today. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So much that was, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, one of those sketches that uh, the sketch five where he was talking, where what? Chevy Chase was talking about his wife. Oh my god, I literally paused it and I looked it up because I was so confused. Yeah, no, that was, I am like 98% sure that was transphobic as fuck. So, or at least homophobic. I think it was. Like, it, it, was, it, 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 it definitely it was, wasn't cool. It hit right. No, no. no. But then I tried to, like, do internet research on it to see what, like, people thought of it. And unfortunately, there's not many opinions about this one specific thing from one specific episode in 1975. Okay, so, task for listeners, please, if you have any insight as to what the fuck that they were thinking, and I, again, I love this show, but in order to truly- add. Jam it, okay, yes. Um, yes, thank you for- <laughs> If you have any insights as to what they were thinking, and they, oh, I was saying that, you know, in order to love- things you have to admit they are problematic and be willing to kind of tear them apart and that, yeah. take them to <laughs> take them to the take them to task for what you know what like yes it was a different time but still not cool um but yeah we love you no, but also not cool shit. yeah uh problematic shit there was oh the tri-opening well, i did not really like that either well, no that was a bit much. It was just, it, it was like uh, ableist. I don't know. It was like, oh, do you have problems opening things? As Here's this fuck. really difficult thing. And I mean, I guess that's the point of it. Like, I know the point of it is like, oh, this is really terrible, but still not just like, let's just not. Yeah. Like, do people in the 70s really think it was funny to laugh at disabilities? Because that's the impression that I got from watching this. I mean, and yes. And, laughs. Pe- and people think <laughs> now people think it's funny it's not yeah it's never fucked. cool but yeah i i just yeah and i mean again it's like you know i still love the show there was still really funny shit in this episode uh, i feel like for every sorry to interrupt um but for every funny shit it was like that exact same sketch that i loved would have something really just some awful line yes. i was like god damn it <laughs> yes oh my god yeah the home security joke the home security oh! sketch. Oh, oh God. God. Okay. There again. Oh. It, there were parts of it that it was like, okay, the premise is really funny. But then the it was just like the beginning was great. The beginning was wonderful. I was like, okay, I don't know why this is the no. I was like, this is the sketch of the night. Like this is going to be my favorite. And then right? it just took a hard turn into like problematic town. Like. It was immediately like I had to stop it a number of times to just be like, wait, did I hear what I just heard? God, this is gonna, we're really, we're not shit posting Saturday Night Live, but it, guys, you gotta watch the sketch. It's, it's not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> we will, we will post links in the show notes on the website to different sketches once I locate them and find the, the highlights. links. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Ha, highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. 
oh my god my mind <laughs> yeah something that i did think was still really really fucking relevant and really like was this filmed yesterday was the show us your guns film that was so bizarre like I they were that. driving down like, smoke. they're like oh everyone has guns this is how easy it is they're in purses the they're- <laughs> yeah it was oh god i loved every second of that it was well and i i i will say i thought it was going to take a turn for the darker where they were driving through you know suburban america and you know all of these happy white people were pulling out guns i thought it was going to go dark and i was happy it didn't but i think that's a testament to how fucked the world is that you know you see a bunch of smiling happy people with smiling happy white people with guns and nothing happening and you're like oh no where's this going yeah i literally in my notes i wrote vintage gun humor would not work today (laughs) Yes, that is exactly, yeah, would not work. No, and that is- if I saw that premise today, I'd be like, (laughs) Yeah, no. Something that is something else that I thought was really weird is there were so many guns in this episode. Like, when you think of SNL today, there's really not, like, at least not physical violence or at least- Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a gun in an SNL sketch, but I- could just no, be they were wrong because like, I normally watch it baked. So, you know. No, I feel like it was just in general the threat of violence was maybe not taken as seriously. Um, because then they also made the joke about on the plane, um, like how they were like trying out the idea of security at the airport. I think this is George Carlin. I think it who was. said this. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, and then he, how, he does like, have a point. Airport security used to he, be a joke. I remember, oh, this is dating myself. Um, I, it, it, I remember rolling up to the airport like an hour and a half, maybe two hours before your flight. Like it was, you know, we showed up early for an international trip we took when I was young. But if we were just traveling like in, in country, we didn't do anything super special. It was just you show up, you run your bag through the x-ray machine and that was that. Mike Birbiglia has a has a piece about this in one of his specials where it's like you leave for the airport 40 minutes before your flight's going to take off and they send you through security with a pat on the ass or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, that, and that's how it was when he was young. But like in the oh pre-9-11 God. days, you just waltzed right through. And or at least yeah. that was our experience. And I, I know you probably had a very different one, but... Um, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that part was on point. But yeah, I, I, I did the overall specter of violence was, it was definitely a theme throughout the show. Yeah. I mean, even going backpedaling to the um, burglary, burglary fucking skit um, with like, didn't he pull out fucking AK-47 or am I just, did I like... No, he definitely completely... did. And I yeah. really didn't like the fact that Garrett Morris was the super armed intruder <laughs> and it, yeah. yeah, it just... I was like, well... Yeah, it's like, or, we keep um, going back to that sketch. There was so much wrong with that sketch. Oh, and I the line about... the sketch, I think. 
the line about assault in the kitchen, like, I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh, I literally wrote it down. That was so fucked it up. It was so fucked. And I love, I love Gilda. She's, she's my, she, she's my patron namesaint of the show. Like she, she, I, I love her, but yeah, no, that joke just did not play. How would you feel? I wouldn't want it to happen. How would you feel? Depends. On, oh, I'll, yeah, Fuck no, that. no, I was just like, no, that, that was the minute where I was like, yeah, this, this sketch can't even be in the, it, it, the first part was so promising. Although, right? Yeah. We're, now we're going in circles. Um, we are going in circles. But- I would say the punchline of the show for me, and probably the sketch that worked for me the most, was the courtroom sketch. And it was super, I did like it was that. problematic, but I liked it because it was just like you expect her okay so if you haven't seen the sketch there is someone testifying in a courtroom and the judge and the prosecutor and the judges are trying to get this the person testifying to say what some what the defendant what the what the bad person <laughs> they're trying to get her to say what the bad person said to her and she said oh i can't say it but i'll write it down and they pass the note around the courtroom to varying effect to varying you know reactions and it's the note is getting passed down the jury box and it gets to John Belushi and he looks at it and he's like, Meh. all right, it gets to him. And then Gilda Radner's character is asleep and he nudges her awake and shows her the note and her not realizing what happened. She thinks it's, she thinks he's hitting on her. She thinks he's asking her and she winks at him. She's into it. And it's like, not funny, it's making fun of someone's assault is not funny, but the premise yeah, the, the, that was weird where the setup was fucked. But then I was kind of like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> exactly, it's the setup is fucked. It, that's exactly it. The I I thought the phone sketch was extreme. I mean, I say it's extremely dated. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it played really fucking hilariously at the time. The telemarketer, you have to be trained to answer right. the phones. It's like I. I'm sure that killed when that was like, you know, a situation people had, but <laughs> not I, today, I, folks. No, I don't I don't call people today. I don't pick up the phone. I if I order something, I do yeah. it click. So I get that, you know, that's something that probably didn't age the best, but they didn't know they were gonna be on TV in forty years. So Yeah. Uh, something though in that one that did show a little bit of um, what's the word? Like they they knew about the future or thought and how uh, they perceived. And it was like a joke about like the new picture phones. It's like something that they I said did. in that one. I thought okay, weekend update. Do we want to talk about weekend update? Oh my god, yes. Okay, it was, let me it was weird. I liked it. I liked that it was more of a news segment in the middle of the show as opposed to like at a desk. It was like they ran ads, like they were yeah, commercials. The hotel. I loved that. The hotel, like also just the fucking the reporter talking about she said the motivation again, murder. <laughs> Lorraine Newman is a total babe. Um, like seriously 
Chevy Chase was cute. That was something. I'm not gonna lie, I had a, he, a crush on him as he was talking. <laughs> yeah, I think I know too much about him as a human to like. I just look at him and I'm like, oh no. Right. Honestly. Oh, it sucks. Dan Aykroyd, young Dan Aykroyd, was a fox. I understand like why he was drowning in women, like Carrie Fisher, space mom, like. Heck yeah, and I know she left yeah. Paul Simon, but like, you know, like, I, I get it. I do too. Everyone was so good looking. I, yeah, no, I am jealous of Carrie Fisher for many reasons, and that is one of them. The fact that hey, I, there, was, there was a tweet, and I can't remember who tweeted it. You can let us know at Sat Night High Pod. There's a tweet about Carrie Fisher and how she went out... The way every woman wishes she could go out, letting the world know she fucked Harrison Ford in his prime. And it's like, yes. Dead ass. Like, yes. That, that's, that is truly. Uh, yeah, I would love to be able to do that. Oh, God. Yeah. God. A fucking died. queen. Maybe old one could too. I don't know. I'd say it. <laughs> Old Harrison Ford can only be hot if you have seen young Harrison Ford, you know? The blind cabbie. I would literally feel safer in a cab being driven driven by a blind guy in New York than some actual cab drivers that have driven me around New York City. I, yeah. For real. <laughs> I, it's like, you know what? Honestly, sure. It's, he's like, is there, are there any cars in front of us? No. Go. Okay. All right. Fun fact, when, fun fact, this is not a fun fact, in New York, no, my parents, okay. um, like, if it were raining and we needed to get, like, a cab, cabs wouldn't stop for my parents, but they'd stop for me. I was, like, 16. Fucked up. They would stop for, because oh, my parents, no, what my parents would do is I would stand at the curb and put my hand up for a taxi and my parents would not be near me and they yeah. would stop. Oh my fucking God. And then once the cab would stop, they'd run over and we'd all get in. And every time the cab driver was pissed. <gasps> like, Holy fuck. Yeah. Like, like, not like they still took the, they, they still took the fare. They still took the money, but they were clearly irritated. I mean, it wasn't clearly, just, you know, a 16 yeah. year old girl. They wanted so, to have the upper hand in any situation ever. Oh, God, don't let your babies go to New York City alone ever. Bad things will happen. Maybe not don't that, let your adults go to New York City alone. Well, true. But not that <laughs> bad things happen to be in New York City. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're thinking about letting your teenager go to New York alone, do not let them do that. Scary fucking place, bro. So, yeah, I don't know if I have that many more notes. Uh, you can check us out on all social medias at Sat Night High Pod. Um, you can email us at satnighthighpod at gmail.com. If you want to write in. Oh, yeah, if you want to write in um, at our Gmail, what you could do is send a little fun story about anything that's happened while you're high. I, you know, just those crazy, I was stoned, I've been a podcast, and then I, I wrote in a story to my own Gmail, which again, plug please. That would be satnighthighpod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, no death, no injuries, please make them happy stories. 
Should we do cry. like a, a demo story? Well, I could tell the story the first time I got high. You could. Uh, do I even know this? I must. Uh, I got high with a friend who we went to a concert together and um, we basically got high in his garage one night while we listened to Bob Dylan and, oh God, he played, oh God, is it, I think it's a band called Slightly Stupid, S Slightly and then Stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Uh, yeah, it was very stupid. <laughs> I, the music was good though. Um, yeah, it was a crazy night. Um, I remember being obsessed with picking lint off of the floor. Like, you know how carpets, like office carpet, gets pilly sometimes. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with that even when I'm not high. Right, but like, I, and this was like the first time I was high, I was a baby, <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> Stoned out of my gourd, because I think we, like, shared a joint, and, like, I smoked, what? like, straight up half a joint the first time I ever smoked. It was, it was strong. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, but it was fun. But, yeah, no, I was just obsessed with picking lint off the floor, and there was just, like, a little pile of lint, and at the end of the night, I was like, what, what, what do I do with this lint? What was the point of this? Like, what, why, why did I spend the, why wasn't I, like, you know, talking or, like, <laughs> what, was I talking? Yeah, no, it was, nah. it was a, that was a, that was a wild night. So, yeah, that was the first time I got high. Nice. Yeah, I could say, well, my first time, oh my god, wait, I don't know if this is the first or the second time, um, but I was at your apartment, um, and we were looking out the window and we saw your car and then we saw <laughs> can i tell the story because this is too yes. fucking funny no yes you can <laughs> absolutely tell this story your ex's car and he, he lived there had just discovered that um, yeah, this was new information to both of us. We had discovered this approximately 10 seconds before this story took place. Like, it was like, looked out the window and it was like, oh, is that, oh, that's definitely blank. And then, oh, so and then he fucking could not parallel park to save his life, even though we were the ones who were high. And so he like, definitely bumped your fucking car in front of our own goddamn eyes <laughs> yes yes he did and if i had if i had been slightly ballsier i would have leaned out the window and said something and honestly i wish i had i wish i'd been like yo insert name here can you not back into my car again thank you just shut the window for real like just follow your gut sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say <laughs> yeah so follow your gut say what you gotta say learn from us send us your comments like subscribe rate review do the thing hit the button yeah email us at satnighthighpod at gmail.com and until next time i'm gilda and i'm steph and have a wonderful saturday night high bye